Hey, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So how was your week? I mean, obviously, the inauguration was amazing. Mm-hmm. This week has been cause for celebration. But in some ways, it only threw into sharp relief how insane the last four years have been, right? Like starting right away with the Trump inauguration. I couldn't help but think about that. And you do not have to be a forensic accountant to know deep in the core of your being that there is something very amiss going on here. Like Biden's inauguration cost less than $50 million. It had everything, right? Like <laughs> Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Bruce Springsteen, fire, crazy Tom fireworks. Hanks, like, every firework in the universe and Katy Perry singing firework. And Donald <laughs> Trump's inauguration cost more than twice that, $107 million. And he had Toby Keith and Jackie Ivancho. And so Scott, Scott, just, Scott Baio, right? Scott Baio. I mean, Ch- it just Chachi. Antonio Sabato Jr. It just raises a lot of interesting questions that I hope get resolved in coming weeks and months. Or, or we never have to think about them again. Okay, we have a lot. Okay. This is Nope. Yes, the podcast where we shut it down. My name is No. My sign is No. My number is No. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, like you said, this is a momentous day, and um, you might think it's because it was the first full day of the Biden presidency, but no, I have something else in mind that perhaps is of equal import. This is our 150th episode. It's unbelievable. It's just like when we started this thing, I never would have imagined we would make it to 150 episodes. No, if you think about it, we have about 10 items, including our yups and our stories and stuff per episode. That means we've done 1,500 stories. 1,500. And the sick thing is that I probably remember most of them. (laughs) I probably don't, but <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do. If I mean, yes, there are some some classics and some less than classics, but like, and maybe I couldn't rattle them off like from the top of my head. But if you said, did we ever do anything about a woman named Serpentessa? Like, yes, I will <laughs> yes, remember of that. Of course, did yes, there's ever ones do... <laughs> that stick out more than others. <laughs> did we ever do something about a Russian doppelganger spy? being surrounded by cheesecake (laughs) the cheesecake murders of course (laughs) the spicy (laughs) sausage seagulls like (laughs) and and if that doesn't tempt everybody listening to go back into the archive and hunt down the gems nothing will nothing will okay but that we are celebrating that but of course yesterday was a huge national celebration rachel we didn't even talk during the day barely we text usually we text a lot i think we were so enwrapped we just did our thing what what did you guys do ensorcelled so i um, let i let aj cut school in the afternoon because i felt like this is educational and this is history and he should experience it so i told him we could go over to his friend cormac's house if he promises to watch a little bit of the inauguration of course we went into bargaining five minutes (laughs) no ten minutes no five no ten okay so so we went over and megan and i um cormac's mother my good friend we drank champagne um after right after biden recited his oath and um aj watched the lady gaga part and he thought she was elsa from frozen close um, close close (laughs) and then he thought that jennifer lopez was also elsa from frozen (laughs) she's very (laughs) versatile (laughs) (laughs) big costume change there And, and i was like trying to explain who elsa was but I couldn't think of her name I kept thinking of Adele Dazeem because that's what John Travolta called her at the Oscars what is her real name Adina Menzel Adina Menzel yes (laughs) and so (laughs) at at the end of the day um, AJ could name the president and the vice president so I felt like my job was done and it was worthwhile it was a perfectly good day of instruction in the era of zoom learning absolutely I salute you as an educator Um, I likewise had a solution Uh, my friend our friend Aaron uh, filmmaker who was making oh, a film Wolf, in Massachusetts, yeah. uh, drove down for the day. He was sick, also had the antibodies, uh, and we did some distancing, so it, it felt okay to have him in. And um, we, of course, watched the inauguration, and we started with a toast at noon, 
and we did not stop drinking until midnight. It was a little bit unexpected, but um, just, just went with it. Every yeah. every toast just led naturally to the next toast, and we were so caught up in it that we hit nine p.m. and we realized we hadn't eaten since lunch, um, <laughs> and we were kind of hungry, but we were just so happy and whatever. So we went on to Seamless, and we went to like my favorite diner, and he ordered an omelet, and I ordered a Santa Fe chicken salad. And it said that our meal is supposed to come at 9.30, which is about right. It takes about a half hour to get from the diner. And like we waited for an hour and the food didn't come. And I checked online and tried to call them and they were closed. I'm like, sure, what kind of diner is this? Like you have one job, like stay open and make my food, right? right. Then I checked the online record. It turned out that we ordered it for 9.30 a.m., today the following day day. and Aaron didn't stay over it's not like uh, he was here to enjoy a nice brunch the next day Um, so then and and you know it's seamless now they pile on all the you know it could be two $20 dishes and by the time you're done it's $80 with the delivery charges and the surcharge and whatever and I woke up this morning to look at the order luckily it was like nine o'clock and it was $80. $80. And I was like, shit. And at first I thought like, oh, well, maybe I'll let them deliver it and I'll eat the omelet for breakfast in the salad for lunch. And then I looked at that and I'm like, this is obscene. And it's like a race against the clock. They were coming in a half hour. So I kept calling them to cancel the order and they weren't picking up. And uh, you couldn't and cancel it on Seamless. They wouldn't, wouldn't let me like cancel it. it on Seamless. It was like written stone at that point. Oh so my I had God. to like call. It and was written. <laughs> thus it was written. But <laughs> all's well that ends well. I canceled the Greek omelet and the Santa Fe chicken salad. I did Thank not <laughs> did not spend $80. And um, well, all is right What did you right and Aaron eat? Did you order from somewhere else? No. <laughs> No, I like to, I picked at something in the fridge and he got a sandwich on the way home because like nothing's oh, okay. open late anymore here. Like you can't just order a midnight, whatever. It's not New York without that. It's just yeah. different. Yeah. Well, it's not, not really New York anymore. Anyway, yeah. let's okay. talk about the nopes here. So, the nopes. Yeah, Gosh, yeah. Right. So we're, we, we're going to try not to talk. We First, we thought we wouldn't be able to talk about Trump because like it's over. We never want to say his name again. But we realize a few things. Number one, he's going to be in the news because he's being tried in the Senate, um, which is going to be a whole schmagoo. But also so many ridiculous things happen in the last two or three days that we just had to get in a few parting shots. It would be a disservice to you, the listeners, if we did not do this. So, Rachel, you kindly compiled this list, this bullet list of things that happened. Perhaps you could start us off with them. Right, right. So, um, as you said, that we have this impeachment to look forward to, but now the question is, <laughs> whose <laughs> impeachment, right? Yes. So, so we've got um, breaking news that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the QAnon conspiracy theorist who was nevertheless elected to Congress in Georgia, she filed articles of impeachment today against Joe Biden. And she said in a Twitter video, we'll see how this goes. And you know what, Marjorie (laughs) Taylor Greene? Hold my beer. (laughs) I can tell you how it goes. It's not going. No. You need to go. You we'll need to go. We'll so save the suspense. Okay, that's a quick okay. hit. That so speaks that's for itself. Hit. Really, I just have to say that 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 happened on day one, um, because there are just so many insaniacs. But there was the uh, farewell address slash hostage video that Trump released on Tuesday night. It was about twenty minutes long. It was on YouTube, and um, it was tightly scripted like his communications have been lately and it was filled with lies about his alleged achievements but i'm not going to go into all that we've heard that all before i only want to note a couple of things the first thing is that he made a point to denounce violence, mm. which made me realize that the speech had to have been written by a lawyer. Yeah, no, this is his defense case. They had to say, yes. look, he's on the record as being against violence. Right. Right. Even though for four years he stoked violence, but okay. And then the second thing is that it was really the oddest thing was how he framed 
the coming changing of the guard. Like it was like this mysterious deus ex machina saying, um, quote, this week we inaugurate a new administration. Like who is this administration? <laughs> right, but it was also like strangely in the passive voice, right? It was yes. like, it was like. It was like, it is hap- like as if it was right. like this natural phenomenon and everybody knew and his refusal to say the word Biden, it makes him forever the emperor of pettiness. Like he can't even say the word. And his absence at the inauguration, which is the first time in, I don't even know, like a hundred and something uh, Andrew years. John- Andrew Johnson, who was also impeached. Yeah. 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 Not that they wanted him there, but it's the first time a president was not there. It just showed what an aberration this administration was from like not only just normal presidential procedure, but from normal human behavior. Like there was like Bush and Obama and they were all, you know, Clinton, they were all cheering on Biden and and Trump was conspicuously absent. And then finally, at the end of this video, he ends with what I interpreted as a dog whistle to his supporters. He says, quote, I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. There has never been anything like it. The belief that a nation must serve its citizens will not dwindle, but instead only grow stronger by the day. Brian, that is a dog whistle, right? That's of course. Like a, no, I'm, that's my, my ears, my ears perked up. I, my, I have to plug my ears from all the whistling. It's uh, right. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a deafening. loud whistle. It's def- now, did you did you watch his farewell from the tarmac uh, when he was flying out to Mar-a-Lago on inauguration day at like eight in the morning? I oh. just saw like. Oh, a I did. Oh, I did. Okay. Um, it was yet another like totally. He was not scripted. It was a huge ramble about his accomplishments again. Um, but it had the soundtrack in the background, so there was all the greatest hits. There was Gloria. There was Macho Man. Um, and he said one interesting thing. You know how it, like when he wings it, you could tell he sort of has a train of thought, and then he loses it and goes off on yeah. something. So he's like, so to succeed in this comp- country. It's going to require strength and strongness and <laughs> strengthitude and luck. It's a very important word, luck. Like, what? <laughs> like, That's an interesting one. Yeah, and then okay. I, yeah, luck. I mean, and I then think the, the plane took off. The luckiest. Yeah. The, the plane took off to uh, Frank Sinatra my, my way. No, no, no. Oh, my way? To okay. my way. Right, I did it my way while the plane is like jutting. And they did a split screen with Biden and McConnell and, and Pelosi and Harris all going into the, the lovely church service like civilized human <laughs> beings. And then him doing this like, you know, my way. ridiculous my way. <laughs> he did it his way. <laughs> he he got to give him that. He did do it his way. No one else like him. Okay. Anything else on this? Okay. On this <laughs> well, well, the only other thing I will say is that there was news a couple of days ago that he's thinking of um, starting his own political party called the Patriot Party. Mm. And maybe this like um, ending parting dog whistle to his supporters was to support that. Um, And I say, go for it. You know, it's I mean, I, I will say it's hard to lead a political party from a jail cell but listen if anybody could do it stranger things have happened with donald (laughs) trump and i would welcome it because it would rend the republican party in two and we will therefore have a dynasty of 20 years of democratic presidents so that'd be fabulous so no but maybe a yup to that yeah okay so um uh, we've been talking about his, uh, I don't even say his name anymore, his uh, his pardons, his clemencies forever. It's the most random group of people. We're not going to go over them again. In fact, you could argue that pardoning people is the only skill set he possesses other than grift, right? And and the, and they're intertwined. And pardon, they're part of, they're of a piece. Right, exactly. Um, so we thought he was done with them. And usually there are, you know, a bunch of last minute pardons for people that maybe during the administration would get scrutiny, but they figured just try to like sweep it under the rug like Clinton did Mark Rich. And like, it's never the most savory operation, but he really took it to new heights of both 
evil and randomness. He did 143 <laughs> pardons and, and clemencies and commutations. Um, and there are like some at dudes. like 1130 on um, his last night in office, right? Yeah. Like, oh, and, really and, and, and one beyond. I will give you yeah. the one okay. beyond. So, um, of course, Steve Bannon. We all knew about that. And I actually didn't fully realize why Steve Bannon was arrested and awaiting trial in this federal case. I didn't realize. I mean, I think I maybe knew it, but he defrauded Trump donors a million dollars. Yes, on the build a, the wall. On, yeah. For a crowdfunding build the wall thing. Yes. Right. So not only We've was talked it talked about that on this podcast. That's well, I forget there have been fifteen hundred <laughs> yes. segments. I know. That's what I was saying. <laughs> you can't expect me to, to remember every single one. Um so not only was it for an evil cause, but he stole the money for an evil cause. So ridiculous. Yes. Okay. Then even last last minute, he pardoned uh Albert Pirro Jr., ex husband of Judge Janine Pirro. Um, former evil judge, now evil Fox News host. Lunatic, yeah. Absolute lunatic, right? And so he was in jail on conspiracy (laughs) and tax evasion, and he was not on the original pardon list when it was published. And Judge Jeanine Pirro fucking went batshit crazy and contacted Trump. And then when he got off the plane in Mar-a-Lago, after like shutting down his presidency, he's like, I'm out of here. He landed and pardoned her ex-husband. So obviously she like contacted him on Air Force One and got him to add him to the list. But why did why did she feel so strongly about a pardon for her ex-husband? Who knows what's going on? Are they on? getting back together? <laughs> the pressing <laughs> issues of our day. The, if I could be on the fly a fly on the wall in the marriage counseling in the Piro family. <laughs> I'm sorry. People have very passionate (laughs) feelings about their exes. Um, And then there is uh, Paul Erickson. That's not a name I had heard before. He's the Maria Butina. Well, you just gave away my punchline. Yes, he's a conservative operative with the NRA, and he was sentenced to seven years for wire fraud and money laundering. And yes, he's most known for being the former boyfriend of Russian agent Maria Butina, which uh, Trump is himself a Russian agent. So uh, they had a lot in common. Um, Let's see. And then there's some uh, elected officials, Rick Renzi, former GOP rep from Arizona. He was convicted in 2013 for, oh, just extortion, bribery, insurance, fraud, money laundering, and racketeering. Who among us has (laughs) not engaged in a little racketeering in our day? And bribery, insurance, Ford extortion and money laundering. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a uh, noted sports gambler, Bill Walters. I didn't know that was <laughs> like a. I didn't a, know that a, was an a, epine- like a, an honorific. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you noted sports gambler, Bill Walters, throwing out the opening pitch. So <laughs> he Dr. was. Dr. Bill Walters. Dr. Bill Walters to you. <laughs> Um, so, uh, he was convicted of insider trading in 2017, but, uh, the times reported that he had hired former Trump lawyer, John Dowd, after the attorney Dowd boasted that he could help clients secure pardons first among them himself. So, uh, influence peddling. There you go. Plain and simple. How is that legal? I mean, I need to know how this is something that's okay. Is any of this legal? None of, I mean, technically you can pardon people, but, but no, selling pardons isn't legal out of all the illegalities that was illegal. Now for just the, just ridiculous. I think we knew this was coming. Lil Wayne was pardoned. He had a felony gun possession while he was out on patrol, but he also endorsed Trump and he was on celebrity apprentice. So out of all the people in the country, you could argue unfairly in prison disproportionately for gun possession. Lil Wayne is the one who gets out. Yes. Um, okay. Lil Wayne. The most and then, needy cases. Yes. And there's also, I guess, a, a, a musical artist, Kodak Black. I, I'd never heard of him before, but um, I'm just old, I guess. But also federal weapons charge, also pardoned. Who knows? Maybe he donated to something. But then there were the snubs. Um it's just like any Oscar ceremony, like the, the nominations. The, the <laughs> It's exciting snubs. who got, it's kind of obvious who got the nominations. The snubs are the exciting part. So Julian Assange, snubbed. Uh, Edward Snowden, snubbed. Joe Exotic from the Tiger King. Snubbed. I saw he got snubbed. 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 And then, yeah. of course, in the final act, Donald Trump snubbed himself and his family and didn't even dare attempt to self-pardon. That we'd all been... 
thinking about and and pontificating on for ages. And but but I saw Lawrence O'Donnell talking about how he could secretly pardon them and like secret pardon until they're like arrested and then they could be like da 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 pardon. <laughs> well, he <laughs> loves. He's a game show host. He loves the big yeah. reveal. He's like so I have, right I here know. in this envelope. <laughs> <laughs> in invisible ink <laughs> it may be a pardon it may be nothing but so i just don't know if that's a thing but um it made my ears perk up when i heard about these snubs of the family members because maybe they have these secret pardons i have there may be there may be okay so nope to all okay. these ridiculous the pardons oh, the snubs just like oh i'm so done with it no no nope. nope but there's a ray of light there is I was going to say soon to be, but like the Space Force, like it's sort of in the works, but I have a feeling it's not really going to happen. So um, last summer, he proposed a National Garden of American Heroes, which was to be an outdoor statue garden. I don't know where, maybe Mar-a-Lago as a tourist, you know, trap. Um, and it was a response to the con when the Confederate monuments were being taken down. And I I'm not sure how they counterbalance each other. Thank God there were no Confederate generals in the National Garden of American Heroes. So he, he announced that there were going to be 31. How did we miss this when he first did it? Because in the first round, there were a lot of plausible, credible heroes. Jackie Robinson, the Wright brothers. But then there was also Antonin Scalia in it uh -huh. as like in the garden of american <laughs> garden of earthly delights um, but <laughs> then as with the as, as the garden of good and evil <laughs> midnight um and now just like with the pardons at the last minute he increased the number from 31 to 244 american heroes um, it's like a lot of sculptures like, and, and, and it's a lot of heroes garden? <laughs> there's no garden it's like a rock garden a zen garden <laughs> Um, and as is the case, there are some legitimate heroes and then some deeply weird uh, entries. And I like some of them are like lesser known American heroes like Edward R. Murrow and Margaret Chase Smith, the senator from Maine who stood up to Joe McCarthy. That's a great one. And then uh. we take a little curve into pop culture, Whitney Houston, Edward R. Murrow and Whitney Houston. Um, uh. Then back to Mark Twain. Who's okay. again a little <laughs> <Same> more whiplash? <laughs> then back to Alex Trebek, dearly departed. Oh, that's like his body isn't even cold <laughs> yet. I'm like, isn't even warm. It's, it was warm. Now it's cold. Um, and then William F. Buckley Jr., the founder of the National Review Conservative Magazine, and yeah. um, it's like a mainstream now. But what people may not know is that he is his political views are disgusting. He endorsed Jim Crow. He endorsed apartheid, and he thought that people with HIV-positive status should have that status tattooed on their arms and their butts. Yes, um, I know right. that. So uh, I, I didn't know that, and um, it's disgusting. And he's going to be in the <laughs> Garden of National the Garden Heroes. Of <laughs> <laughs> okay, we also have Herbert Henry Dow of Dow Chemicals, uh, the company that brought you napalm and Agent Orange. Of course. Go Dow Chemicals. American hero. Okay. <laughs> right. Similarly, George P. Mitchell, who made fracking economically feasible, Pantheon okay. of Great. And um, perhaps the weirdest <laughs> contrast, which you actually brought to my attention, was uh, famous anti-Semite Henry Ford alongside uh, Hannah Arendt. Um, yes, and they'll be right next to each other. <laughs> pointing at each other. <laughs> Testify. Those of you who don't know, those of you who don't know, Hara Arendt is a Jewish political philosopher, and uh, she covered the. Uh, she wrote about like the or like evil and totalitarianism. Famous book, Origins of Totalitarianism. Also, she covered the Eichmann trial in Jerusalem, and it's Eichmann in Jerusalem: a report on the banality of evil. Let's just say, not the kind of person who would break bread with Henry Ford. So. <clears throat> Although I appreciate the spirit of a garden of earthly delights, I am going to respectfully <laughs> pass on this one. <laughs> no, it needs a better curator. Like, this yeah, yeah. Is, it's such it, a random. It needs a selection. through line. It needs a plot. It needs a yes. beginning, a middle, and an end. <laughs> like the American journey. From... And like, it needs criteria. Like, what, what drove the selection process there's just like it's like a grab bag it's like just <laughs> throw people in a bag and let me pick out some names 
<laughs> okay. So nope to this garden or, or let no, Joe Biden no. make a garden or whatever. One last no very gardens. No, no, no just no gardens. We're done with gardens. We have we have the botanical gardens. We have the just no more. No okay. Trump garden. No, no. that's because that's what it is. Okay. Last uh, from me, last Trump item from me is um, I kind of I know I shouldn't. I always felt bad for Tiffany Trump. Right. So she's like the unloved daughter. She's the sole offspring of Donald and Marla Maples, who's the unloved ex-wife. She's 27. But she's no dummy. She graduated from Georgetown University Law. Um, and yet we kind of never hear from her or yet, care about she's her. she's still a dummy. <laughs> you think she's a yet, dummy? I've yes. never heard her open her mouth. But uh, I mean, I know she gave some surrogate yes. speeches and so forth. But um, oh. I think she was saving up all the attention grabbiness because she, the last day of Trump's presidency, she was ready for her spotlight. Uh, and it was her big curtain call. And she announced her engagement to a fella, a fine fella named Michael Bulos. Um, he is not shockingly also a billionaire heir, just like uh, Ivanka married into a billionaire maybe family. Uh, he was born in Lebanon. He is based in London, and his family empire uh, does most of its business in Nigeria. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Right. <laughs> from okay. Lebanon to London to Lagos. Um, and um, I don't have a lot to say about that, except like, I don't know. I feel like we haven't mentioned Tiffany much. And um, I feel like respect to Tiffany for stealing Daddy's Thunder at the 11th hour. That was kind of like a pretty badass move, I would say. Yeah. I mean, you really right? do have some discretion as to when to announce your engagement. Right. Yes, I mean, and like she had to do it on that day. Like it's um, and she was trending on Twitter above him. So, you know, that the emperor of petty was upset by yep. that. And he probably didn't call her to congratulate her. He probably just called her to say, like, why would you announce it today? my last day he's never called her he doesn't have her number he probably had like mark meadows call her and (laughs) fire her fire her on twitter (laughs) okay no just no No, all this you have one more family item right yes so um melania thankfully is gone but she will never be forgotten and there was a story about her this week in the washington post about how she's envisioning her post white house life and um it says that she has been choreographing her own exit trying to cement her legacy. <laughs> it was like a cha-cha like what is she going <laughs> a rumba <laughs> lady who devoted much time to renovations of the white house and making plans to continue her be best initiative continue she didn't do anything i know i know and kellyanne conway weighed in she was like she plans to continue and expand it she knows her input and influence on her legacy issues can be greater outside the white house than in it okay a that is not true how is that true how could you possibly have greater influence outside the white house and how like expanding it the program is a very low bar all she has to do is Anything. Start it. Just she, she start it. it. Like, like she start, announced like, order, it. Order the stationery. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it was an announcement, but nothing ever came of it. And if it did start, even like let's give her that. Let's say it started. Benefit it of the doubt. We are nothing if not ab- fair here. <laughs> yes, it has been. Maybe the biggest policy failure of all time. Like the so the, the vaccine rollout looks like a roaring success compared to Be Best. Compared to Be Best, <laughs> yes. So the goal of Be Best um, is to raise awareness about cyberbullying and opioids, the two twin issues that always <laughs> go together. And she couldn't even get her message across in her own house. I mean, if you believe like activism starts at home, no. you'd, you'd think she could turn to her husband and tell him not to cyberbully. But no, um, Trump leaves the White House with no Twitter account. He's banned from every social media platform. Parlor has been discontinued. And he just pardoned an Alabama state representative who ran a pill mill. So, like, oh, I didn't know that one. Both on the opiate front and the (laughs) the bullying front. front. (laughs) It didn't even go. We couldn't even get beyond the walls of her own house. (laughs) The walls of her own boudoir. Like, (laughs) (laughs) do as I say, not as we do. Um, So, anyway, Melania, we will not miss you. No, no. Hope to never hear from you again. Malaria, Trump, go. Away. Okay. Go away. Okay. Okay. Another another couple items, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, you know, as they leave, I'm wondering about the ultimate Karen, Karen Pence. What is Karen Pence going to do now? I was thinking about that. And I found out. That, this do you week. really think about that a lot? What is Karen <laughs> well, Pence going to do now? What did she do before? <laughs> Wait, 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 be the chaperone <laughs> be the chaperone for Mike Pence's lunch meetings. There was that, but she also had a business. Oh, I didn't she know that. Business. <laughs> yes, it was called Conversion Therapy? <laughs> no. It has nothing to do with that. It was it's a consumer product business. It was called That's My Towel. <laughs> <laughs> like in the locker room, like, take that off. That's my towel. Like, that's yes, or like at a resort if like all the towels look the same you put a little charm on a towel or oh, like you know like, like a, a wine glass. glass yeah 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 and you claim your towel and you say that's my towel so the business is called <laughs> that's my towel and her website was towelcharm.com and it's not working anymore and i guess she ended wait was there so, was it some sort of magical talisman that stopped working as soon as she left public service no i think she shut it down um she could have run the towel charm business the whole time she was in the White House. I mean, the Trump certainly didn't stop doing their businesses, but she stopped it. And um, the whole thing got me thinking about the my towel, my pillow industrial complex. And I thought maybe like, <laughs> is this part of my pillow? Is my towel like a different subsidiary is it an affiliate maybe my, network is it clickbait yeah, like, like what is it yeah like what is it maybe the my pillow guy mike lindell can invest in my towel if he hasn't already there's just like a lot of synergies it, it, there, ra it just, raises more questions than it answers though really i mean i'm <laughs> intrigued like, like what like, like what are the questions you've just said <laughs> like like what like what are the margins what are the margins on a towel charm and how does the charm attach to the towel and if it's like pinned on that seems dangerous because what if you're drying yourself with the towel and it comes unpinned and, and pierces your you. skin yes it seems like unlimited it's liability a it's a lawsuit waiting to happen it's yes. an impeachment waiting to happen <laughs> So the so anyways the my pillow guy um he probably won't invest in my towel because he might now be arrested for sedition on Friday night he made a visit to the White House this is a guy who has been advocating for sedition on his social media accounts and just railing against democracy and this is who Trump meets with on his last weekend in office and a photographer snapped a photo of a piece of paper that mike lindell had with him did you see it i did i did it, it was, was like about plan for martial law, law. <laughs> and then they asked him and he was like oh i didn't know what was on that paper i didn't read it it was just something my lawyer asked me to pass on to the president like what and the he wouldn't say who his lawyer was <laughs> <laughs> is that how it works is that how you get to the president you just hand a piece of paper to Mike Lindell and you ask him to like Apparently, drop it off, drop it off on the Resolute desk. Like You put a little charm on the Resolute. <laughs> my, my memo, my sedition memo. <laughs> it's Karen Pence's next business. <laughs> my sedition memo, my impeachment defense. My... She should make, she should make be best charms. That she should. She, they, that, that's why malaria, malaria, Melania, I call her malaria, that's fine, was never that into be best is that she needed to monetize it. If we could just monetize it for her, she'll, what do they sell for? $4.99. She'll be rolling in dough. Anyone who says, she's she's like Ramona Singer. She's like, I'm a business person. I'm my own. I have my own business. I have my, like, now she can say she has her own business. She can. She could go right back into it. But like, so there's another thing that happened today with, um, the my pillow guy and like if you thought things couldn't get any stranger the fact is that they always do there was an article in our finest living news source the daily mail that the my pillow guy mike lindell was involved in a nine month long love affair with jane krakowski what <laughs> yes what yes. 
Is it Jake Kowalski married? Oh, I guess we can have an affair. He married? <laughs> and so, I mean, I don't know about the veracity of this story because when they approached Jane Krakowski, she was like, I have no idea who Mike Lindell is. And when they asked Mike Lindell, he said, I have no idea who Jane Krakowski is. <laughs> He's not a big 30 Rock fan. <laughs> no, but they had like all these anonymous sources saying that they were hanging out in the East Village all summer long. <laughs> I don't think Mike Lindell hangs out in the East Village. Oh, no, I mean the West Village. <laughs> or the West Village. I don't but even he'd think be he... more likely, he'd be more likely to hang out in the West Village than the East Village. Oh, and he stayed at her house in the Hamptons over the summer, and they broke up because of the <laughs> politics thing, and he sent her wine for a year to woo her before they got together. Oh, my God. I just can't. She lives in my name. I've, she, I've, I've seen her at uh, my Whole Foods tryback guy, actually, with her. She well, has next a... time you see her, you have to ask, <laughs> her. ask her about my pillow guy. Well, okay. all I know is I, I read these things, and um, what makes me a great reporter is that no matter how ridiculous <laughs> the rumor, you I believe need them. to investigate. <laughs> and um, I happen to know someone who knows Jane Krakowski, and um, just suffice it to say, I'm looking into this matter. So I will, I will keep stay, our listeners stay tuned. updated. To this. Yes. Okay. okay. Can we shut this down now? Uh, yes, we'll shut it down. Okay. So no. 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 Nope, okay. nope, nope, Mike Lindell. Okay. And then finally, I have one more nope that okay. I need to discuss. You're, I know you're trying to cut me off, but this is too funny. So <laughs> what? No, mine... I'm not. I just <laughs> okay. I just felt I saw the look on your face. You're like, uh, hurry no, up. No, I was no, I was actually I was actually topic. looking at Wikipedia on the side to see if Jane Krakowski's married, but she's does I, it doesn't to Mike Lindell. <laughs> no. I was not cutting you off. I would never do that. She put a my towel charm on Mike Linda. <laughs> okay. My now man. I'm now okay. I want to move it along. Go. Okay. <laughs> so okay. A friend of mine today texted me the image of a most unusual book cover. It uh let me just describe it. It has a man wearing a like a camo hoodie and like a bandana mask with a print of a skeleton skull yeah, on yeah. it, um, a keffiyeh around his neck, um, and he's holding a gun, and he's ne he's next to this sultry woman with her pinky finger at the corner of her mouth. Oh, that's very sexy. I've like always found sexy, that very <laughs> like Doctor Evil type thing. And it's a romance book, and it's called <laughs> My Antifa Lover. <laughs> 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 Wait, who focus? Well, there's so many questions. Is it for pro Antifa, which is not a thing, because Antifa is not a thing? Is it yeah. for anti Antifa? And if that's the case, why do they want to hear read about this love affair? Like, who is the audience? The who focus group this? What it wants. I mean, <laughs> you always Antifa? want you want what you can't have. Anyway, this, the subtitle of my Antifa lover is called. A riot of the heart, oh and, my God. and we must discuss it. So apparently, there's like a new genre of literature that's like protest porn, and the book comes from the perspective of a of a Republican legislator fantasizing about having an affair with a member of Antifa. So you, as in the book's description, it's written by a person named Jessica Stranger, which I think is a pen name. Um, mm, and it's think? published, <laughs> yeah, and it's published through um, Amazon Kindle's um, whole self-publishing thing. And Jessica Stranger's other books include hot titles like Not My President, But My Lover, Who Could Possibly <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Resist Assorted Love Affair with President Donald Trump. Okay, so My Antifa Lover is 88 pages long, and it describes itself as the story of a young congresswoman who falls in love with a daring masked protester in Seattle, Washington, after encountering him at a nonviolent burning down of a federal building. <laughs> she wait, can't tell what is wait. hotter. The fire or her feelings. <laughs> Wait, what is a nonviolent burning down? Like, <laughs> like it seems like the act of burning down a federal building <laughs> is pretty inherently, inherently violent. violent. <laughs> Peaceful protest, except for the out of the flames, except for the arson, <laughs> except for the flame, so. the flaming passion of their love affair. So, um, I was not about to buy my Antifa lover, but when I got this this text from my friend I just like had to google it and thankfully there was a review of it on slate and the reviewer concluded that the person who wrote the book description that I just gave to you was definitely drunk <laughs> <laughs> 
the reviewer said, unfortunately, my Antifa lover is not only laughably bad from the syntax level up, it also delivers on approximately zero of its promises. <laughs> there is no burning of a <laughs> There is no Antifa. There is no lover. No, nonviolent or otherwise. The protester that the young congresswoman falls in love with is not Antifa, <laughs> nor, nor is he masked. There is <laughs> There isn't even any sex, so there's other problems too. <laughs> and those are the good parts. <laughs> there's other problems. So the main character, her name's Alexandria Preston. She's supposed to be a young woman in the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C., but throughout the entire book, she never leaves Seattle, Washington, even when she has to vote on a bill aimed, and the bill's <laughs> purpose is to reduce re divorce rates in America. What kind of bill is that? <laughs> like, what? like so here, I'll get more into that in a minute. So here's a passage. The divorce rates were increasing up to 80%. And this was nowhere a reliable source anymore for a safe and secure relationship. Anyways, I shrugged off all the thoughts in my brain and went into the meeting room after smoothing out my black skirt and sliding my hair down my face. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> is that a look? Who is she, Sia? Like... <laughs> Does she, have like a, does she have like a wig over her face? And what did she say? I cleared all thoughts from my head. Clearly she did. She, um, <laughs> I shrugged off all the thoughts in my brain. How do you shrug off thoughts in your brain or slide your hair down your face? Or why would you, if you could do that, why would you? This woman is an insaniac, Jennifer Strange. Jessica. <laughs> Jessica, Jessica Strange. I feel like this was like one long drug-fueled night scribbled on a roll of toilet paper, like on the road. <laughs> like... It's good clickbait because she probably got a lot of sales with the title like My Antifa Lover. Wait, can we make that the uh, title of this episode so that a lot of people <laughs> click on the podcast? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's done. a great idea. Usually, usually after the we record the episode, Rachel and I get on the phone and we talk about, okay, so what should the title be? And we go through the rundown and say, okay, what were some funny phrases we used or whatever it is. We don't need to do that today. <laughs> it's sold. Done. Thank you, Jessica Stranger. Thank you, Jessica Stranger. Um, so, I mean, I could go on about this and no. I will if you want, but no. Okay. <laughs> no, I want a little more. I want a little okay, more. Okay. You want a little more? Okay. Yeah. It is good. So, um, okay. So the, the new bill about divorce, um, yeah, that's actually what I really wanted to learn about. Yes. Yeah. So it forces men to pay a million dollars to their wives if they want to divorce them. And I mean, I guess depending on who the man is, that could be a huge bargain, right? Like if <laughs> this is a little like Tom this Girardi. Little, this has got a little like Liz Estrada <laughs> in it. This is interesting now. Yes. Yes. Um, so then there's this press conference about the bill and the congresswoman, she encounters the protester who asks her would you have passed this bill if you ever a man and then like the reviewer <laughs> for slate have. says the typos are not mine and then she she continues to narrate he accused me with his eyes more than his words and my breath got caught in between my throat <laughs> in between my throat as his question settled in my mind yes oh so her mind isn't cleared anymore she didn't <laughs> her brush hair everything is... his hair is over her face her throat is caught betwixt and between this woman has very strange anatomy like <laughs> yes i need to see like a visual of like her what neurons she are firing in all directions <laughs> like <laughs> right so then so the next time the congresswoman meets the protester the the Antifa protester, it's at a lake that she says she claimed as a child. And the childhood <laughs> lake is apparently also a favorite of the protester, who we find out is named. <laughs> you can't. You can't, can you? Corner Smith. Corner or coroner? Corner. Like, like corner standing on the corner? Yes. Corner Smith. That sounds like one of Michael Jackson's kids' names. Yeah, like blanket, blanket and corner. And corner. 
<laughs> Stop sign. <laughs> so Corner helps Alexandria work through her internal turmoil about the divorce bill while Alexandria admires, quote, how the sunset glow fell upon his dark hair that wasn't covered with a cap right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you need to specify? Like, I looked into her eyes that were not covered by sunglasses right now. <laughs> And I, I admired her the curve of her smile, which was not covered with a muzzle. Like what? you just assume it, unless stated otherwise. You know. Yes. The default status of your head is not a baseball yes. cap. Oh my God! This was the gift that keeps giving this book. I, if I didn't so. want to line her pockets, I would buy it. <laughs> it's probably like eighty nine cents or something, right? I mean, I think it's like four bucks or something. Yeah, it's too much. It's four bucks too much. Okay. Yeah. Can I nope that? So, yeah, we can nope it. Um, yeah, there's a whole story with Corner Smith and his father. Oh. Who <laughs> okay, we don't need the, the B plot. The, past, okay. the head of Congress. <laughs> She doesn't even know. Like, <laughs> There's a speaker. Speaker of the okay, House. Okay, well, maybe she's maybe just the head of the Congress. Maybe when we get more sophisticated, we will do a bonus episode exclusive content for our <laughs> Patreon subscribers, of which we don't have Patreon and have no subscribers. So great. Okay. okay, so that's the end of our nopes. That was the best. We we should have led with that. That was spectacular. Yeah. My God, that's for the that's like the spicy sausage seagulls. That's was, for the ages. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Hats yeah. hats off to you, so you can see my hair without the hat. Um, <laughs> now we move on to the ups. These are little ray of light, rays of light that are getting more and more abundant the little beacons of hope that are shining all around us these are the things that got us through the week rachel you have one i think we're all i mean there were so many so many but this this one shined brighter than than the others my yup goes to the 22 year old poet amanda gorman i mean imagine the honor of being asked to speak at a presidential inauguration at the tender age of 22 just graduated from college and she gets up there and she upstages Lady Gaga, Jennifer Lopez, and the new president of the United States himself. I'd and all the and all the previous presidents. And all and all the previous presidents. I'd never heard of Amanda Gorman before. I mean, I knew that there was a poet named Amanda Gorman speaking at the inauguration, but I didn't know who she was. And now I'm just a huge fan. I'm riveted by her. She lit up the Capitol with her words, her amazing outfit. She was wearing this Prada yellow blazer with this bright red headband and she had this incredible energy she's from los angeles she has two books of poetry coming out in september one for kids one for grown-ups i'm going to be pre-ordering both of them and um it was just brilliant to choose this young woman to speak i i have a clip um but if you haven't listened to the full five minute poem that she read i will put a link to the video in the show notes and uh here's the clip when day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace. In the norms and notions of what just is, isn't always just is. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. We, the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one. And that is inspiring. Yeah. Okay. Amanda. Thank okay. you, Amanda. Thank yes. you. Um, and then, so she was the best thing about the inauguration. The second best thing was a dark horse candidate was Bernie Sanders. I don't know if you've seen the memes. Bernie Sanders, <laughs> there is a picture of him sitting alone on a very sad metal folding chair on an empty bleacher wearing a gray parka hunched over scowling behind his like drugstore mask and like wearing and here's the the piece de resistance wearing these like 
home knitted mittens. Vermonty Monty mittens in like the most hideous pattern. Um, and of course, with it became. With his hands crossed. With his hands crossed, just like sitting there. You could tell behind the mask that he's scowling. Like, it's. Yes. I, I mean, this is what my father would call a fabisinapunum. Yes. Right? Yes. Or anyone <laughs> would call a fabisinapunum. But then the, there's a backstory. Those mittens were custom knitted for him by Jen Ellis, who is a second grade teacher in Essex Junction, Vermont, where I've been, uh, as she's a teacher, but as her side hustle, she makes gloves. Um, and after he lost the his uh, run for the nomination in 2016, she felt bad for him, and she made him these gloves out of repurposed wool. So and he's been wearing them since? <laughs> every day. Didn't you see him in the debates this year wearing the mittens? <laughs> I feel like I would have noticed. Oh, it's a big deal. Um, and uh, already, there the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame, which I didn't know is a thing, but is. They are the largest manufacturer of bobbleheads, is now taking pre-orders for a Bernie bobblehead in that costume and in that position. Um, and they, ha they obviously slapped this together because there's a... <laughs> A thing on the website is a homepage, and it's just a photo of the the <laughs> Bernie from the from the image with a bobblehead of him, like photoshopped on top of it. But okay. um, yeah, it's going to be a quality I product. Mean, my whole Instagram feed is just like random pictures with like Bernie photoshopped in them, and like one of the the funniest one that I saw today was Bernie in the gloves photoshopped into the or like morphed into the scene from ghost where she's making the pottery, pottery and he's behind Patrick her with the... and he's behind her with the gloves like <laughs> throwing the pot and it's like you know that's that everly brothers song yes. and um i saw that video and i tweeted it out and i said i finally know what it's like to feel the burn because i've I really feel like Bernie Sanders is now a fashion icon and people were going crazy calling me a pervert on Twitter, but I didn't mean it in a, in a sexual way. People were like, oh, that's too much. That's gross. No, no. But like, I, I was oh, just feeling the burn. A, yeah, <laughs> no, you can feel it. Go ahead. You, you feel you, girl. Okay. Those feeling were, the burn of the gloves. Yeah. Those are awesome, awesome yups. Um, I don't feel confident. Normally, I end the podcast by saying it's been a terrible week, fun podcast to record. It hasn't been a terrible week. It's it has been a wonderful been, week. It's been a wonderful week, and we're just getting in some parting shots. Hopefully, the balance will tip. But, you know, we, we always used to, I think we used to do more non-political, just like wacky stories from the world that are just as edifying. And I think we'll maybe make an effort to... We'll go back to that world. Yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see where the winds blow us. We don't we don't know. We report to nobody. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. It has been an amazing week and an even more fun podcast to record. Um we're on a real we're on a real um upward trajectory. Our sort of uh, our ratings are a rocket ship. And um yes. if you want to help us out, we'd appreciate that. So rate us on your favorite podcast. Platform. Give us a five-star review on um, on Apple. That always helps. That tell always your helps. Friends. Subscribe. Tell your friends. We love it. Thank you for listening. This has been Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. <laughs> <laughs>